listeners, uh, welcome to another episode of this uh, Fjellraven Classic podcast series. Um, in this today's episode, we will uh, talk with two Americans that have joined us over Teams, uh, and we will talk about the Fjellraven Classic US concept uh, that will also take place this year as one of the six classics. So far, we've gone through Classic Sweden, Classic Denmark, Classic Germany, uh, Classic UK, and now time has come to to the classic us and with us from uh the us we have uh, elena and matthew welcome to the podcast Hello. Hello. thank you so much how are you doing so okay. glad that i'm doing very well thank you how are you great good i'm glad that you did, you could take the time uh to, to to join us here and talk a little bit about this uh, wonderful event event that we have uh, going on in the us as well um this is actually i think the first the first of the podcast that we're going outside of europe with uh, and the first it was the first classic that was outside of europe as well yeah i guess yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um let's uh, let's start like we always do in these uh, these episodes with a little bit of background uh, who are uh, elena and uh, and matthew and what is your connection to phil raven or phil raven classic us uh, because you are not directly uh, employed by 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 Phil Raven or Phoenix but you're one of our event managers I guess uh, on on this classic US events so please introduce yourself yeah absolutely so uh, I'm Elena um, and I'm Matt we so we're independent event contractors for Phil Raven um, we have been a part of the events since 2016 so we had that was the first one in the US so we have been a part all of the, them in the US um, They have moved locations a few times. Um, we're just, you know, working to find the perfect location for the classic in the U.S. Um, there's a lot of different parties that we have to work with, and I'm sure we'll touch base on that later on. Um, you know, we hold close relationships with Leave No Trace, the Forest Service, the different counties that are involved, um, and so we do have a new course this year. And we were able to test it out last year with a small group of people. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. So we're we're really excited to to have everyone else check it out. So you're working with event planning as as your uh, and then supporting Phil Evan in 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 this uh, event. So I guess you you do a whole lot of a lot of other events along the along the year. I could imagine then. We do we do a lot of events throughout the U.S. Um, a lot of them in Colorado, which is where we're based. Um, and our, us ourselves, we spend just about every single weekend out in the wild um, with our two dogs. And so, you know, um, bringing people to the wilderness in Colorado, is, you know, it's it's fun to be able to show people something that we do every single day. It's a, it's a very special location. I'm fortunate enough to both have participated in classic us in 2019 but also having family in colorado uh, i've spent a lot of time up in the in the rockies uh, in the in the breckenridge area um and uh, it's uh, it's a beautiful place uh, no doubt about that yeah it's, it's uh, um but but it's also nice that you have been with us from all the, all the way since uh, 2016 when you when we had the first classics and, th- and that's kind of the first topic here a little bit of the the background for the the classic us and uh, how that idea came up now i don't know when you got involved in the project but but from your point of view like why are we having a classic in the in the us as well and the classic the, the initial conversation started in 2015 um 
we were not unfortunately involved in the very beginning of the conversation, but um, you know, I can only imagine why they would want to bring it to the US and um, luckily they chose Colorado for it. I mean, I, mm. to me, it's a no brainer to have it in Colorado. Um, but in 2016 was the first year that we had it. And so um, it'll be the fifth one that we have this year. But I think choosing Colorado is the perfect location just because, you know, I think it's hard to say. I mean, it, there's Colorado really encompasses, I think, the American uh, yeah. experience. You know, it's uh, rugged, right? Um, there's a lot of history there in Colorado. Um, a lot of those things um, show themselves also in the courses that we've had. Mm. Um, you know, you're, you're uh, immersed in all of our, our culture there in Colorado, um, from the ski hills mm -hmm. to the ski areas to the um, to the gold rush. You know, there's a lot of history in our current um, trail uh, that has to do with the gold rush um, and the gold mines and all of that. Um, so I think Colorado is a really good fit there just to kind of um, uh, really give everyone a great idea of um, what um, what that experience is like. Have uh, have any of you participated in any of the other classics around the world? No, we hope to. Oh. We we really hope to. Um, I don't know if this year will happen, um, but definitely next year. We need to. Yeah, but it's uh, having participated in a few of them. I think uh, Colorado is also a really nice addition to the classic map because the now we have Germany as well, as which is a little bit more alpine. But but before that, it's been uh, been very uh sweet the swedish mountains is very different from the from the rocky mountains uh, mm -hmm. in, the, in in colorado and it's completely different yeah, uh, yeah nature experience that you're getting and on on top of that you have a also a different hiking culture and trekking culture in the u.s compared to to europe i think you can uh, or at least compared to sweden uh, i think you can uh, you can say that as well um and add that uh, into the mix so it's uh, i think it's a it's a great uh great addition to the to the map and it was i guess the third classic outside of sweden we had classic sweden classic denmark and then classic us as the as the third one uh first one outside of europe uh, and uh, it was kind of the classic us and classic hong kong that that started the the whole ex global more global expansion of the concept i think that's uh, that's really great um, but you now you mentioned it that 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 we have been been changing the route a little bit uh, along the years to to try and 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 find the the perfect location. When I participated uh, in in 2019, it was from Copper Mountain over to Breckenridge and back to Copper. Uh, so in that area, but but where is it this time uh, then uh, in in 2022? Uh, so in 2022, we've moved up into uh, Rollinsville. So it's just west of Rollinsville. Um, which is uh, very close to Boulder, um, uh, um, mm. right outside of Denver. Um, so it's uh, it's in Rollinsville, the, the the main town, and it's a really small um, western uh, uh, Colorado town. It's called Tulland, um, uh, and that's where the the course starts out of. Um, mm. It's uh, it's a little bit different from the the classic you had been a part of. Um, there's no I seventy. Um, no big drive from the airport. Um, no this, big resort. Yeah, no big resort. Once you um, once you leave the airport, um, the next bit, the only big town you'll you'll head through is Boulder, 
um, and then up the canyon uh, to the to Tulland. Um, so it, yeah. it creates a, a really uh, great experience up into the mountains. Um, you really get a good feel for um, kind of a, um, a rural Colorado rather than the the, the resort ski hill um, uh, mm. of the past. So yeah, yeah. So we're really excited about that new change. Um, it's been a long time coming. We have bounced around a lot um with the the last couple of classics um just really looking for the right location with a good balance of support um uh, uh yeah and support views campsites you know there are a lot of things that go into our classic um that we that really don't have to to be worked through in, in a lot of the other classics in in different different areas um permitting this is a big, big thing for us. Um, public and private land is a big thing for us. Um, and there's a really, um, there's a, a balance there that we need to strike um, to find the perfect spot. And um, I think we found it in this this new route. So we're really excited about yeah. that. It's really also just a testament to how much work actually goes into to to setting up a classic event because yeah. people some of our participants sometimes think that it's just a just pick a route and, and then go for it uh, but but that's not yeah that that's not really how it works it's it is a lot of permitting it is a lot of yeah uh, background work and also having all the the safety net and everything around it to to, to work making sure that you can transport people in and out if needed and uh, checkpoints and campsites and everything it's uh, it's a lot of uh, logistical challenges uh, so really cool that that you've managed to find a more uh, yeah remote area uh, than you have been yeah exactly and and it's really been um, through our relationships uh, that we've held in the past the US Forest Service relationships and the leave no trace um, those are, are really important to us and in, in keeping a good relationship with them um, from year to year really helps us and will help us in the future build this event and build our course mm. um, uh, into new campsites into different areas um, you know that's those are all the things that are very important to us and and we're really yeah. thankful that um, these entities have have worked with us yeah there, there's yeah. definitely a lot of rules um, in the US that we have to make sure we're abiding by but the forest service has yeah has been absolutely incredible that, you know, they love the event, but I think all the participants in the past have also done a really great job um, of leaving no trace, but yeah, so it's, it's something that we'll continue to build. I think uh, let's, let's return to this uh, leave no trace in a, in a second, I think, because I think that's a really great part of, of the classic US, but maybe first we, we get some, some statistics of the event. How, how long is the new route then? And is it a loop trail or is it a hike through or what is the, what is the, how does it look? So this year, um, this year it's, it's an out and back, um, we call it a lollipop. So there's only mm -hmm. one, one section, the start and finish are similar. Um, yeah. So day one, like I said, we start um, in Tolland um, and head up Rollins Pass Road, um, which has a lot of historical significance, which we'll touch on um, for the event. But um, they hike up Rollins Pass Road. Um, and then as they and day one is about 10 miles, which is 16 kilometers, um, mm -hmm. a nice 10 mile day. 
uh, nice and easy, uh, mellow through um, double track and single track trail. Uh, yeah. um, heavily wooded, um, great views along the way. Um, and then day one camp is up at Yankee Doodle Lake, um, which is a high alpine um, alpine lake with views back across um, the Front Range, which is Boulder and um, Denver. Um, and, you know, really from, from that view, you can't see any roads until you see down into uh, Boulder, which is really amazing. You know, it's, it's hard to mm. cross um, views like that uh, in Colorado these days. I hate, yeah. but <laughs> um, it's, it's hard to come by that, um, a, a place without uh, um, you know, a, lot of, a lot of traffic. So night one is Yankee Doodle. Um, and that'll be a really great night. Um, under the stars, we have a lot of things planned for that night. Um, there's, there can be some swimming, um, paddle boarding, um, and we did a little bit of fly fishing, um, this last time around, um, for our trial run, um, day two, um, we get up in the morning. Um, day two is really the, the big, big day for sightseeing. Um, we have a lot of highlight points. Um, we peak at, out at about um, 12,000 feet, um, which is pretty high, um, high in elevation. Uh, we're above tree line the, about the whole course um, for that day. Um, so we go up and over the Continental Divide Trail, um, which is very significant as well. Um, and then we hike down into... Um, Corona Lake, um, which is kind of our destination. Um, we hike down into Corona Lake, which is about six miles away from our campsite. And then from there, we hike back um, on that trail and then loop back around um, a different trail down into um, a lake called Jenny Lake, um, which is the second night's camping. And we, we do have what's really unique about Day two, um, there's a checkpoint sort of once you pass the continental divide that you have the choice to go down to the campsite um, if you don't want to go to Corona Lake. And so for mm. anyone who might be tired or maybe want to just drop their pack off and, and altitude go down. Altitude sickness, anyone who's feeling mm -hmm. altitude sickness, because we do we do get that um, sometimes. Yeah. So. And like some of the what is the what is the max altitude uh, there around there? Um, so, it, and it does happen right at that checkpoint. Um, so at that point you will be feeling that max altitude. Um, but we hit about 12,000 feet. Um, okay. um, 12, uh, I think it's, um, yeah, I don't know what that is in meters, but yeah, uh, that would be 3.5, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 3.6. Uh, so 30, 3,600 uh, meters Meter. above sea level. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a, it's a good point to sort of check yourself and, you maybe you want to wait there. Maybe you want to go down to the campsite. Maybe you're feeling pretty good and you want to go down to the other lake and back. Yeah. So it is. It's a really unique location to be able to to offer people that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we'll have great support all the way throughout, uh, monitoring people for altitude sickness at you know because day two is our big day and we're above tree line, mm -hmm. um, pretty much the whole day, which means above you know that ten thousand to eleven thousand mm. feet which is where you really start to feel um, altitude sickness, but we have great support staff, great medical staff ready there monitoring everyone. Um, and we're there to help everyone get across 
um, get to that campsite night too after hiking um, yeah. throughout the day. It's really something to consider now. I come from uh, from Denmark myself, where the highest altitude uh, is uh, about 150 meters above sea level, which I think is 450 feet above sea level. Yeah. Uh, that is the and and as I said, I have family in Colorado, and I've many times flown directly into Denver, which is at 1.6 yeah. mile high city, and then and then you're already there feeling it, and then going directly up into the mountains and hiking, that can actually be uh, be quite uh, quite serious if you're not uh, yeah, acclimatized to, uh, mm -hmm. to, to, uh, to the altitude. So a big recommendation for any participants to, to if you come from a, another country, another part of the US that is uh, close to sea level, then uh, definitely show up a few days in advance and, and get used to the altitude. Absolutely, and, and taking your time on course, you know, this we always, Remind everyone this isn't a race. Take your time. Take as many breaks as you need. Hydration mm. is very important. Mm -hmm. And rest, you know, making sure everyone yeah. gets their rest at night. Everyone wants to stay up and hang out and, and do what they will. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, rest is huge as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that was day one and two. What about day yeah. three then? So um, day three, um, we hiked back down. A nice mellow downhill hike um, back down into Tulland. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's about uh, eleven miles, um, sixteen kilometers, sixteen yeah. seventeen kilometers. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice uh, through the woods, forested. A lot of water sources along the way throughout those three days. Um, another thing to note: um, we have our lakes um, for night one and night two for camping uh, to collect water and fil filter water. Um, for the next day's hike, but there are also um, a bunch of um, small streams uh, that we'll be able to take mm -hmm. water from, potable water. And at the campsites, because I think that is that is one of the things that that I really noticed when I was hiking the the classic US in in 2019. There is a lot of focus on on having a lot of fun also at the at the <laughs> campsites and actually doing something and also doing some educational parts. There was. Uh, Coming back to the leave no trace, as I remember it, they held the presentation or mm -hmm. some some teaching one of the on one of the campsites, and uh, and we had you had different participants. Can you say anything, or is it surprise for <laughs> what's happening, or share what you can share? Yeah, <laughs> we like yeah. to leave it as a surprise and delight, um, as we call it. But we we do definitely plan to have leave no trace. Um, we call them fireside chats. Whether we can have fires at that time or not, we don't know yet. Um, but yeah. we will have talks. Um, from Leave No Trace ambassadors um, or employees on both nights. Um, and they're super mm -hmm. fun. I mean, even, you know, it's been five years of us listening to these chats, and I think I learned something new every single time. And it's a good yeah. opportunity, too. We, you know, we like to open it up for questions as well. Um, you know, so if we don't hit on something and someone has a question, then we can touch, touch point on that. Um, so th there mm -hmm. will be some other fun activities, but we will keep them secret for now. I think that's good. It's uh, really nice also when you are hiking all those altitude uh, meters or feet, then uh, getting around the corner and, and, and there's something fun happening. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm trying not to spoil anything either. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, having something happening along the way is, is a really nice treat. Uh, definitely when, when you're tired and, and you just want to mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the trip. Um, I think that's really great. A good good uh, morale booster, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, but I think that was a little bit the route, I guess. Then, then you're coming down, and then there is the whole uh, trekkers in, and and uh, and a little bit of a celebration uh, coming coming into the the finish line area, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll have um, food available, um, and our, our trekkers in just like usual. Um, uh, it'll it'll be somewhat of a party, but um, you know, I think it'll be more of a recovery party than anything. <laughs> yeah. So. The recovery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always people are tired after three days of hiking and uh, a beer is nice, but uh, it's also difficult to, 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 to really yeah. have a great party, big party a there. beer it's, wine uh, while you're be... laying on the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's good. And uh, the dates for Classic US 2022, August 23rd and 24th mm-hmm. is the starting dates, right? There's yeah. going to be two starting dates. Two, yep. Yeah. A rolling start two days yeah great and then uh yeah ticket sales will hopefully open beginning of june and uh, follow the website and follow the follow the, the, the facebook groups and everything uh then 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 the people can keep themselves informed yeah. but uh but then That's great sorry I, I was just saying the facebook group is a great group to be a part of there's a lot of information definitely there. definitely uh, but but I, I don't know if you, if you want to add a whole lot of more. Otherwise, I would like to 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 maybe you can give a little bit of summary. What what makes the U.S. Classic special? Uh, why should people come and join the U.S. Classic? Uh, well, I think other than um, our uh, our after hike parties um, <laughs> that we've described in the podcast already, um, I think really what makes the the U.S. Classic special um, to me is is that we're able to do this um, hike with this large group um, in areas where um, we're really not able to do that in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. Usually in the U.S. it's it's hard to get a permit for, for five people to hike in some of the areas we've hiked. So um, that ability to hike with like-minded people, um, you know, all with the same destination, all with the same mindset, um, is, so, is something really special. Um, we don't we don't really have the chance to do that, you know. Um, the permits and the relationships with the Forest Service um, leave no trace. That's really what makes it it possible for us. So mm. I really think that's you know um, that's kind of what makes it special, um, especially people coming from the U.S. Um, we don't like I said we don't get to enjoy something like this with a, a large group of people. Um, and celebrate kind of hiking and and everything that comes along with it. So, and there's so much history, just specifically around Rollins Pass and the area where we're going to be. Um, and so, and we'll share more about the history during the U.S. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think hitting two Alpine lakes as well, actually three, if you decide to go down to Corona Lake. So hitting three Alpine lakes on one hike is is also just incredible. And the wildlife, um, we did see a family of moose. I can't promise what wildlife will be around <laughs> this year, um, but it is incredible when you see it. Definitely yes. I I actually saw a moose on the on the top of the mountain in Breck wow. uh, yeah. on uh, on the 2019 classic. Yeah, it's uh, it was quite a quite a, an experience. It <laughs> is. Uh, definitely. It is. Well, uh, great. I think uh, 
that was a, a really good introduction to the the classic US. Uh, sadly, I will not be able to join myself okay. this year, but uh, dates dates is not lining up with yeah. my schedule. But uh, but I'm very uh, very jealous of everybody who gets to join because it sounds like you have a, a great event planned. And uh, yeah, the Rockies like what's not to like? It's uh, exactly. it's, uh, it's just an amazing area for hiking and and any sort of outdoor activities. Absolutely. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, and uh, thank you so much for joining. Uh, it was uh, really a pleasure talking to you. Um, that you joined in uh, quite early in the morning in the, in the mountain time, in Colorado, and uh, that was uh, really nice of you to take the time. And uh, other than that, uh, yeah, just want to say thank you for all the listeners for for uh, thank you to all the listeners for listening in, and uh, I hope that uh, that everybody will uh, will enjoy the classic when they get to it. And, uh, and thank you again, Alina and Matt. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Lauren.